This is Financially Fit with Coach Hill, the podcast dedicated to helping you master your finances by coaching you to train your money like a pro athlete trains for success. I'm Coach Hill, your go-to personal finance expert and money coach to the NFL. After a decade of coaching elite athletes, executives, and people all across the U.S., I founded Financial Footwork to help you take control of your money, achieve your financial goals, and live the lifestyle you want with the money you've got. Okay, guys, today I have with me a dear friend of mine, someone who I had the pleasure of meeting a couple years back, and he's really changed the way I view collegiate sports. This is Dr. Damon Arnold. He is the assistant director of player development and engagement for LSU, one of the most coveted spots in collegiate sports. He is also the CEO of DF Arnold and Associates. He's a performance development coach, a motivational speaker, an athlete development guru, and the go-to best kept secret at LSU football. I'm so excited to have you here because I love your story. I can't wait for you to share it. And the impact you make, Doc, in the locker room is unparalleled. So thank you for joining me. Let's go. I want to talk about your 20-year college career and how did you land at LSU? Oh, good. Hey, thank you for that intro. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, the first person who's going to hate is Matt Judon. So he's going to be the first person <laughs> with that word guru. He's going to definitely hate on that. So I'm already just taking it right now off the table that I already know. Sorry, he's Matt. Hate. Good looking out. I thought I turned my oh, phone you know off. What? It's cool. Games. Look, this is just real life. You guys, <laughs> this is real life. Um, and Matt Judon, shout out, man. We both love you. Uh, he all right. But anyway, no, nah, that's my guy. That's my guy. Um, so, so kid that got kicked out of two different high schools, graduated from an alternative school, I always start there. And the reason why I start there is because whoever is listening, I need them to understand it's not how you start, it's how you finish that counts. And so went on and um, received my associate's degree, my bachelor's, two masters and a PhD. Um, and once again, it's not how you start, it's how you finish that counts. And so grew up in a single parent household, just me and my mother. She moved from Cleveland to California without even knowing anyone, sent for me six months later. Um, I remember she told me the story how she told my grandparents who kept me while she went, went to find a job. She was going to come get me. But but if they could just take me for six months and and that was her mission. That's why I'm big on goals. That's why I'm big on purpose, because when she left, she said, I don't have any time for distractions because I need to get my son. And so she went out there, found a phenomenal job, sent for me six months later. And so um, from there. Um, I said kicked out of two different high schools. So I remember my my second high school that I got kicked out of. Um, it was crazy because I remember sitting because we had we had um, security and we had police officers at my school I went to in L.A. And I was sitting across me and my mother, my mother and I from the security, the security guard. And he told her, he said, you know, he won't be graduating. Um, and it was two weeks left in graduation but from graduation. And my mother said, what do you mean he won't graduate? Like, like, what else is he going to do? And I remember he didn't even look up at my mother. And my mother was just crying. And she was like, you know, and 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 it was because I, I missed so many days of school. And and so I remember us going home because we stayed right across the street from the school. And she um, she went in her room. She slammed the door and she was just broke. She was just broke. And. It was then that I started to understand a little bit about how important school was. And it hit me that 
My mother had done so much for me and all I was doing was spitting in her face. Now, once again, that wasn't the end all because I remember end up graduating from that continuation school and in the continuation school, that's why I'm big on relationships as well um, because of this. And so everything I'm telling you, Hillary, is what I say to my guys, what I've said over the years, because it's part of who I am and I'm very transparent. I believe the way we take power back from something that had power over us is we talk about it. We 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 take the power from it. And so I remember um my mother when she was crying on that floor, I remember me just thinking, dang, that's crazy. Like like she did all of this for me and 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 this is my my payback to her. And so for me, Hillary, it was it was kind of a wake up call, but it wasn't the end all because like I said, I I went to this continuation school and because of relationships, my mother always had good jobs and she would always make me go speak to everyone. So she would work at, I remember she worked at this phone company and I remember her making me go speak to white people, to Asian people. To So I don't get caught up in, I'm a, I'm a handsome black gentleman, <laughs> but the most important being on this planet is the human being. And so I remember, um, like I said, she was, she was, she was sitting up and she was very upset. And then I go to the continuation school and the first day I did nothing. Mm. I did nothing. And I remember leaving and I was trying to get out like everybody else. And this teacher came up to me and she said, it's something different about you. She said, can I speak to you for a minute? And I said, what's going on? <laughs> I'm trying to hurry up and leave. And she said, I watched you and you did nothing. She said, so what happens at this continuation school? We give you this packet, the packet we gave you. And you earn your credits by doing the work in the packet. And you can earn your credits and you can graduate soon enough if you just do your work in there. She said, or you can do like most people that come to this continuation school. They never graduate. They they end up getting their GED, some of them or not. But she said, but if you do this stuff and it's something different, she kept saying it's something different about you. So I go home. I look in the packet and I just start doing it. Right. Doing it, doing it, doing it. Next day I go to school. I see her. I forget what her name is, but I see her. Give her the packet. And she said, oh, you did some work. And she looks at the package. She was like, oh, my God, you did all the work. And then she just get, gave me packets. And so I'm just mm. killing it. Right. But here's the thing, Hillary. When I talk about relationships, here's the thing. My learning style, when I work out now, I listen to books. I listen to motivational. I'm an auditory yeah. learner. I wish somebody would have took the time like this teacher did and really just took. So I'm sitting up, I'm killing, I'm doing. So I ended up, my friends graduated a month before me. So I ended up graduating from that. And then that's why I excel in college because it was, it was no longer, well, once I finished my bachelor's degree, but that's why I tell people your master's degree is going to be easy, be easier because now you get to focus on what you want to focus on. It's not you just reading books because they want you to read. You're reading stuff you're interested in. So PhD, I was able to kill that because it was like, oh, I'm about to write my dissertation on the African-American student athletes experience at a predominantly white, white institution. I'm not a good writer, but I got the relationships where I can get a great editor, which I got a <laughs> I great editor it. who helped me make sure that my dissertation, my thesis was good. So, yeah. So so that was a little background as far as education. But then I get a phone call. I was at um, after I finished my Ph.D., I was at a school called Grand Valley State, because when I finished my Ph.D., which I never thought I would get that. Um, 
I would did my dissertation, like I said, on African-American student athlete experience at a predominantly white institution. And so I got cool with yeah. the athletic director. They started bringing me over to do recruiting. I was in diversity and inclusion. They started bringing me over to do these because all the guys, all the people would gravitate yeah. towards me. And so I started doing that, got cool. And then I said, you know what? I want to get back in athletics. And I looked for a position. It was at Grand Valley. I asked my athletic director because I was at Washington State University. And I said, man, I said, man, I don't know, man. Do I want to go to this Division II school? You know, I know I'm at D1. I know at that time, Washington State was the bottom of D1. But dang, do I want to lead that? And he said, it's something special about this D2 school. So I go out there, do the interview, and it's snowing. And I'm like, why do I want to leave snow to go to snow? I'm like, ugh. And, but the athletic director, this guy named Tim Selgo, best leader I ever met in my life. And it was something different about him. And so I took the position. I was there 17 years. That's when I met, like I said, a lot of the, the knuckleheads that you know who had an opportunity to go out of Division Two to the league. And then fast forward um, two years ago, I about to make the transition and start doing my company full time where I do speaking, where I do training, I do leadership development. I get a phone call from the chief of staff on behalf of Brian Kelly, uh, who was at Grand Valley. When I got there, he was leaving to start his trajectory to go to Central. Then he went to um, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and then LSU. And so I thought she was just calling because his sons went there. I thought she was just calling to say, hey, can you make sure you yeah. take care of my sons, BK sons? And I was like, of course, you know, that's that's what I'm going to do. That's what I thought she was calling for. So she said, well, let me get to know you a little bit. Tell me about you. Tell her a story about me. And that was it. Within 10 minutes, she said, um, all right, what is it going to take for us to get you at LSU? And I'm like, give me an LSU. And I asked her, I said, well, what position are you thinking of? And she said, um, player development. And here's what's crazy. I had a former student athlete who was telling me, Doc, because he knew I was burnt out on academics. I was director of academic services. Go figure, kid, they got kids out of two different high schools. Graduated <laughs> from alternative school as a director of academic services for athletic department. Don't tell me God ain't got jokes. And so I'm sitting up. And um, I said, so what's the position? She said, player development. And when I had done my research, the little research I did, because remember, I was going into my company full time. I had, I had seen some um, player development positions, and it seemed like it was a lot of former athletes, a lot of people who made it, made, may have made it to the league, and then they came back. And it's kind of like babysitting. I said, I told her, I said, you know, with all due respect, you know, I'm not going to come down there to babysit. I said, if I can come down there and really create, and, you know, the importance of career services, making sure we get them connected, financial literacy, making sure we get them connected to understand how to utilize their money, because smart people will take dumb people and uninformed people money all the time. And I can't have that happen on my watch. And so I told her, and you know, in the middle, middle performance, all of those different things, if I'm able to do that, I may consider it. So I came down. Um, didn't do an interview because they had sent me my my letter before, I, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm grown. I got I got like three <laughs> mortgages, um, rental properties. I, I can't just leave just like that. My son is, you know, not tripping because he about to go play football. But my daughter's it's her right. senior year, so I said, you know, she said, well, can you just come down see if you like it, and then make a decision after that. I was like, cool. So I came down, and the first person I met was Damone Clark. Damone Clark uh, played for the Cowboys now. Um, Jay Ward play for the Vikings now. 
um, and Major Burns. Those were the three people who kind of, I was trying to stay out the way because I knew it was about to be a transition, right? So I'm trying to stay out the way. They find their way over to me. What you doing up here? What, what, what you? And I tell them who I am and everything. I said, man, I'm just here, you know, to see if I want to come sweep the floors or, or I said, sweep the floor. I said, yeah, I said, because life is about serving. I said, so I, I, I'm just here to serve if I was to come here and take this. And it was, you all right, man, you real, you real. And so um, fast forward, I took the position, been here two years now, and um, it hasn't been easy. And the reason why it hasn't been easy is because you're really trying to break conditioning of gentlemen who, as you know, you're dealing with people at the highest level. I'm dealing with people who are about to go to that highest level, but getting them to understand the importance of some of the things that they've been taught were lies. And it wasn't that people meant to lie to them, but that was the best information that that person had. And so they're giving you the information that that where your journey is going to be different. Your journey can be different. Your journey can be where you provide yourself and your future family with an opportunity to never have to want for anything ever. It's again. an amazing thing that you get to do that every day and be the catalyst for change and true performance development. We know a lot of people are in the space and they say, "Oh, I do performance development." I get to witness it. I get to see the good and I get to see the bad, um, especially at the levels that we're talking about. And the thing that I loved most when I first came to LSU, you were the first person I met with Ira, the two of you, and you were my first experience of Baton Rouge. I got to sit down and, and learn about you guys. But what I noticed the moment we walked into the training facility and I finally was introduced to the guys, second day we were there, or second day I was there, uh, second full day, um, the way they respond to you is sometimes like a big brother, sometimes like a father figure, sometimes like a coach, all the time like a mentor. And when they don't have an answer, you're the person they seek out. And I think that defines when, when I say best kept secret, because I've said that we were talking about that. I, I truly believe you are one of the best kept secrets at LSU. People don't know who you are or what you do, but the impact you make with every single one of the 125 guys in that room, you can tell me who they are, who their parents are, where they grew up, where they went to high school, what their ambitions are, what they like outside of school, what their hobbies are. You know them as men and you take boys and you turn them into men and you do it every day. And I see it. I think that's the beauty of why BK wanted you to be there, that LSU talked to you after 10 minutes and said, you've got to be in this room. And I, I think it resonates from your energy. Every time I see you, I just, I always tell you, I'm like, I love your energy. There's something to be said about seeing someone and understanding that they're special and they're different. And I think that where you bring that, and I've watched you talk to the guys, is the energy and the way that you motivate them. And so I wanted you to share a little bit about how you get up every day in your routine and how you live your life, because you live it so purposefully and so mindfully. And I'd love for you to share every morning you get up and I watch your stuff every morning because it gets me going. Um, why do you do that? How, where does that come from? So in 2017, and it's, it's, it's funny that you keep saying that best kept, yeah. kept secret, right? Um, 2017, actually 2016, going into 2017, I had a young man who contacted me. And he said, Dr. Ron, I don't know if you remember me, but maybe once I tell you the story, mm. you'll remember me. 
And he said, um, he said, I was getting into a lot of trouble. Um, I was a freshman and my coach said, you got to go see Dr. Arnold. And I'm going to be honest with you, Dr. Arnold. I had not been around a lot of black men. So I was intimidated. He said, I knew you were cool because all the athletes hung out around your <laughs> office. But I was intimidated. And so I called you on the phone and you answered the phone and you said, I thought you were supposed to call me a long time ago. Why are you just now calling me? And now I'm even more intimidated. And then you tell me, come see me tomorrow and we're going to have a conversation. And so now I'm like, oh, I really don't. I want to fake like I'm sick. I, I don't want to go to school the next day. But he said, and I said, he told me, I told him too, you know, my office is going to be crowded with a bunch of football because they used to live outside my office, football, basketball, everybody. And he's, I said, you know, my office is going to be crowded, but let me know you're there so I can get you in. So I remember all that night I couldn't sleep, but then I go the next morning and just like always, the office is crowded. All the football guys are there and I peek my head around and you see me and you like, y'all get out of here. I got to get him because he in trouble. And now I'm even more intimidated. And so he said he walked in and guys were like, man, Doc is cool. Doc, cool. You're going to like Doc. You're going to like Doc. Because they could tell, I guess, by looking at him that he was a little nervous. So he comes in and I said, close the door. Close the door. I said, why are you here? And he said, well, you told me to come. I said, no. Why are you at this university? Well, I'm here to play golf. No, you're not because your grades aren't good. Your grades aren't good. So you're not going to be able to play golf. Why are you here? Well, I'm here to go to school. No, you're not, because your grade's not good, so you're not going to be in school, and you're not going to be able to play golf. So why are you here? And, and I could tell he was about to lose it, and I said, stop. I said, now, I want you to tell your coach that that's how I talked to you when you first came in. I said, now, you ready to have a real conversation? <laughs> you confused. And I said, um, I said, listen, I said, I looked at your expected family income, your EFC. That's how we look at how much money a person family is bringing. I said, you don't even, so your family must be paying for your education. I said, you're a golfer. He said, yeah. I said, so basically what you're telling me, and I said, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you or anything. I said, but what you're telling me is you didn't came up here and you didn't lost your mind your freshman year. You, you kicking it, you doing the most, you just, and I said, and there's nothing wrong with that. I said, but the issue is this. I said, I've always told you guys, when you hear me at the beginning of the year and I talk to the whole group of student athletes, I've always told y'all to have fun, but never allow your fun to get in the way of the business that you need to take care of. I said, so you're out of balance right now. I said, because you love golf. I said, you want to have an opportunity to be on the starting road. You want all these different things, but because of the decisions you're making, your grades aren't good. That's going to keep you here. And I said, and I looked at your high school, you're smart enough. You just haven't understood this, understood this one thing. And I said, if you get this, I'm telling you, you'll go to the next level. I said, you don't understand that the people you're hanging around, your teammates or whoever, all of them won't be your friends five, five years mm. from now, Facts. 10 years from now. I said, if you understood that if your circle was small, full of people who really care about you, that's when you'll go to the next level because your friends won't allow you to just drink, 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 drink. Your friends won't tell you not to take care of the studying you need to do because you're, 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 I'm sure your teammates know oh, yeah. your grades aren't good. And so which ones are saying, hey, are you struggling in this? Can I help you with this? 
Because if none of them are doing that, then those ain't your friends. But the ones who you see that are studying, that are at study table, who are taking, maybe you need to hang around them. I said, so here's your homework. I said, when you go home tonight, what I want you to do is I want you to um, look in the mirror. Because I had to do this. So I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to ask yourself, why are you here? And are you doing things that's going to keep you here? And are you doing things that your kids down in the future would be proud of? I said, so tomorrow when you come, because we're going to start meeting once a week, but tomorrow when you come, I want you to be able to answer that question for me. So I remember him coming back the next day, closing the door, and he just started crying. He said, I've just been trying to impress these guys, and I want to play golf, and I want to. So um, as he told me the story, I said, man, Matt, I remember that like it was yesterday. He said, you remember me, Dr. Arnold? I said, yeah. He said, Dr. Arnold, remember, we only had to meet that one year. He said, because I turned my grades around. He said, but something you probably didn't know, Dr. Arnold, is my father has this company called On Target Living. And what he does is he goes out and he trains CEOs of Fortune 500 companies on the importance of health because health is wealth. He says, so he said, Dr. Arnold, the reason why I'm contacting you is because when I graduated, my father's company was at like five million dollars. We're about to surpass 10 million. And I've been the president of the company. He said, but Dr. Arnold, I'm starting a podcast and I want you to be on my podcast because I see your videos, Dr. Arnold, 2016. I see your videos. You know, you could do different camera lighting, all this type of stuff. He said, but he said, Dr. Arnold, your message, people need to know. You've changed so many lives, not only here. And he said, and Doc, what's funny is everybody loves you, no matter what color they are. The lay, Everybody loves you. And he said, so would you do the podcast? And I said, of course. He said, you'll be my first guest. I said, but here's what I want you to do. I said, I'm thinking about rebranding my company. I said, will you help me kind of formulate and think about what I should be doing? So I do the podcast. So he comes out. It's like November-ish. Um, he does. He does. I do the podcast. And then my assistant, who is my assistant in my center, but she was also helping me with my company as well. And so we met with him. And he said, Dr. Arnold, you know, that's when he told me about the light. And he said, but Dr. Arnold, he said, Dr. Arnold, what's your thing? He said, like, E.T., his thing is, if you want to be as successful as you want to breathe, that's when you'll be successful. He said, Dr. Arnold, what's your thing? Because he said, Dr. Arnold, when you find your thing, it's a wrap. He said, so that's what I challenge you, Dr. Arnold. Did he start laughing? So I challenge you oh, to do your homework, came Dr. Full circle. And tell me, tell me what your thing is. And I started laughing. I said, you're such an asshole. But it was okay. Um, so fast forward. All December. We're sitting up and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up and I'm, 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 cause it was a break now and I'm sitting up over the break and I'm like, man, God, what's my thing? What's my thing? God, I said, you know, I just want to change. I just want to change people to understand that they, they got such power in them. They got such a purpose in them. God, what, what is it that you want me to, God, I didn't, I kicked out of these two from the high schools, used to be in the streets, used to do all kinds of stuff. And uh, you purpose kept coming up, purpose kept coming up, purpose kept coming up. And I started scribbling stuff down. And I came up with this whole power purpose system. And in January, me and my assistant was meeting with this web company who was going to do my whole design. And so I, I, it was all scribbled. I didn't show my wife. I didn't show anybody. And I gave it to them while we were meeting. And my assistant was like, what the hell did you just give them? Like, you didn't, because <laughs> my penmanship is terrible. And the, late, the, the young lady who was going to work and do the redesign of my, uh, my website looked and she was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I'm thinking, you, yeah, it's scribble. You don't see what it is. 
And she said, oh, my God. She says, you do iteration and iteration. This is, I'm going to be working with it. This is going to be good. So I create this whole power purpose system. And what was crazy, I, I was speaking now. I was doing my training. I was doing all of that, but I was just doing a rebrand. And so I had this um, this contract with charter schools. So we had about 45 charter schools that Grand Valley sponsored. And so it got to the point where the charter schools loved me to where Grand Valley would just give me a contract. So outside of my job, I had a contract where Grand Valley took the cost and I would just go speak at these schools. I would do professional development training with teachers at high schools. And I'll, wait a minute, professional development for teachers in high school to help them work with at risk students because that was me right i didn't know it was money out there to do that and i was like oh my god you mean they gonna pay <laughs> me to do this they gonna pay me to be in purpose and so they had a new superintendent who got the job and so i remember me we had a meeting and i'm thinking he like oh well let's bump it up i know you're only doing 25 schools but if it works in your schedule let's see if we can just have you do all the schools that's what i thought our meeting was gonna be about our meeting was about he said ah you know we're spending a lot of money and i i know you're good but but I think we want to um, not do this anymore. And I was like, what? I said, what do you mean not do this anymore? Like, cause I know the effect I was having because teachers would call me. I would get emails about, oh my God, I don't know how or what you said to these young men, but when they came back from Grand Valley, when they, when you left the school, they're all of a sudden, so I'm hearing this stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So for two days I'm telling you, I was like, shook because i was like that's a big contract yeah. like oh but it was two days and i said you know what god must got something so i ain't even gonna trip off of it um because i knew i wanted to write a book to go with my whole power purpose system i get a phone call get a phone call two days later because I, I stopped tripping about it this guy that at the then san diego chargers that i know our schedules never worked out but the schedule's got to work this time i need you to come speak to my rookies I'm like, man, what you want me to come speak to him about? Man, come on, Doc. You've been speaking. You do, what, what? I said, well, what's crazy, Arthur Hightower, is I just created this whole power purpose system and I broke it down to him. He was like, that's it. He said, so he flew me down there. I speak to the rookies. And then so after I finished speaking and I hit him with it, um, Sean Merriman came and he came. And he didn't even hear my speech. So he's sitting up and he was talking about because part of the foundation of the whole power purpose system is relationships, words and thoughts. And so he like talking to them about relationships and how important. So they're looking back at me like, did y'all plan this? And I'm like, we didn't plan it. All I'm saying is right now your stock is so high. If you're not developing relationships, you tripping. Do you know how many people want to be around you? Because you're an NFL player. And so instead of you spending all this money on use what you have right now, this stock being so high and start making mm, it work. Love it. And so went, killed that and 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 the rest was history. So that's why BK was like, hey, how can we get you to come down here because of all that work? So when you talk about inspiring, I just know what I'm purpose to do. And so for me, I remember we have another mental performance person who who speaks here. Um, and, and I remember us having a conversation and we kind of I don't argue. I don't. My wife will tell you I don't do argument. I I, I don't, and that's I, I have to work on that. But I'm not going to work on that. But because I told my wife, would you want me to drop to your level, or you want me to? Because she's like, but I get yeah. it. She needs to process. But I remember this mental professional, this mental performance, um, Dr. Selke, and and this is when we had a disagreement because I told her I said, um, 
I said, because I do my whole power of purpose system and, and she does this thing she does where we got the languaging on the wall, but it still yeah. all flows, right? And so my guys love it. And so I'm sitting up and I'm telling her, you know, <laughs> choice is an illusion. She said, what, what do you mean choice is an illusion? And I said, I, I just think choice is so weak. And if we continue to tell our guys that they got a choice, we're going to continue to be average. She was like, mm. what? what? Well, it is a choice. Cho confidence is a choice because that's one of the. And I said, I said, I get it. I said, but I just don't. I said, I said, matter of fact, you are a Christian, right? She said, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian. And I said, oh, I said in the Bible, because I read a little bit of it. But in the Bible, it says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Choose life. And she said, see, God gives us a choice. God gives us a choice. And I said, yeah, I said, I said, he does. I said, let me read. I said, let me. I said, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Choose life. And she said, see, why, why do you keep saying it? That's God gives us a choice. I said, but if you want to have life, do you have a choice? No. There's no choice. So it's just like, I got two kids. I grew up in a single parent household. It's not a choice of whether I'm going to feed my kids or take care of my kids. It's not a choice. But if I made it a choice, then that's lower than what they deserve and what I'm going to give them. So when our athletes that we work with understand it's no choice whether I'm going to get up in the morning time. My, my daughter's cute. My son is handsome. I want to be around for their kids' kids. I want, when my daughter chooses some knucklehead boy, I want to go to the door just like this. So he knows <laughs> there's no choice whether you're going to treat my daughter good. No, no choice. So he got no choice. That's why I work out. No choice. So that's why I work out every year. It's, it's for me, it's a, the more and more I become more knowledgeable about what we eat and all of those different things. And we're around athletes, right? And and so for me, I, I don't want to be the fat ass. I want to be in shape to, to we're in shape where they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe Doc can, you know? And so that that that's what it is for me is, is a health thing. It's a understanding how important if, if, if we use food, if we use the food we eat as medicine, it'll help us not to be dependent on medicine 100%. as we get older. It's all mindfulness around the routine of everything you do every day. Everything, everything you do every day. Everything. Purposeful. Man. Okay. So y'all, we had, like, I could literally listen to Doc Talk for three hours. <laughs> we could Joe Rogan this, okay? Sorry. No, I Sorry. love it. Oh my gosh. We're Sorry. doing it again. Don't worry. You're coming back. There we go. I know, remember, I'm you got to be on my podcast. I'm there. The purpose um, Okay. Right. Listening right. to Doc today, though, y'all, think about what he's talking about in terms of why are you here? What is your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing? And what he did with his student that came into his office and he gave him the hard talking to, and then he gave him the real, real. And that was, why are you playing golf? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? That applies to all routines and everything that we do every day. He hit on finance. He hit on purpose. He hit on career. All of the things that we encompass success to be, Doc talks about. So I want you to go follow him on LinkedIn. I want you to go follow him on Instagram. Listen to his daily messages. Listen to what he is telling you and take that message and apply it to your life because I can promise you it will change it. It will absolutely change it. I am living proof of that after two years. So Doc, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for blessing us with just how you think and how you approach the world. And we'll, we're doing this again soon. It's all good. I, I welcome it. I welcome it. I thank you for having me on your platform. Like I said, you got to come yeah. on my platform. I appreciate all the work you're doing. So hold on. Let me give you some flowers before I let you go. I appreciate what you do 
especially because when we talk about this gladiator sport called football, at this level, at that next level, which all my guys aren't going to that next level, but a lot of them will go to that next level. What you do is so vitally important because when we look at the stats of all the different concussions, of all the body, whatever it goes through, and then for guys to not understand the importance of financial literacy, and then they leave that game they love and they have nothing, shame on us for not equipping them with tools to be successful to where they can take care of their kids, 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 kids. And so I thank you for what you do because it's important. And the only way we change the narrative is we give them new information in order for them to create the narrative that they want to see. And you help me do that every single day. So it's a beautiful partnership. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you as well. 